Coming up, week number two of Monster Jam action introduces the stadium competitions and what an upset for each overall event championship. We're going to discuss every tour that happened last week and also discuss some news, including the first two Hall of Fame inductions. This is the Monster Jam download. everybody once again and welcome to the second episode of the Monster Jam Download. I am your host Joshua Lee and joining me for today's episode is Monster Jam super fan and track crew member Josh Taveras. What's up guys? And owner and operator of the Avengers Racing Instagram page and Monster Jam super fan Wayne Siaki. Howdy pizza nation. So, welcome to episode number two of the podcast. Hopefully, we will have uh, Monster Jam host Matt Isbell joining us a little bit later on. He was stuck in a couple meetings, so if he has time later on tonight and later on in the recording of this podcast, we'll bring him in for some later discussions. But right now, I want to get to some housekeeping, and that is last episode was our first episode, and I cannot thank you guys enough for the reception. Total plays, if I can pull it up on SoundCloud, I believe was somewhere around the 40 mark for the first episode of the podcast and cannot find yes 39 plays in the first week for the podcast so thank you guys so much for tuning in we have gained 12 followers on soundcloud so thank you guys all for listening to the first episode of the podcast and the, i believe that's it for housekeeping and you guys got any other small stuff not to my recollection at the moment no not at the moment all right, well, we're going to hop right into covering the last weekend of Monster Jam events. Monster Jam was across the country all the way from Anaheim, California to down south in Tampa, Florida. So let's get right to the Arena Championship Series, which was in Albany, New York. The first weekend of competition for this tour. Gravedigger and Randy Brown, Scooby-Doo and Lindsey Reed, Monster Mutt Dalmatian and Kayla Miguez, Dragon and Darren Miguez, Raminator and Mark Hall, Raminator and Kurt Kramer, Get Her Done 2, Brandon Telechka, and Wildside Zach Garner. The lineup currently leading the point series is Lindsey Reed and Scooby-Doo by one point over Randy Brown and Gravedigger. Get Her Done 2 in third. Fourth is Wildside. Fifth, Raminator. Sixth, Dragon. Seventh, Seventh Monster Mutt Dalmatian and eighth Raymondition. Guys, early thoughts on this tour? It's only been one weekend, but this seemed like a pretty exciting tour. I'm gonna let Wayne go first. Yeah, I was about to say uh, I was very impressed with Zach Gardner's run and racing skills. I was watching some of his highlights. Beautiful truck, by the way. But he's really taking a liking to the arena tour, and I think he's definitely. A uh, big competitor for this year. And Randy Brown is definitely one of the best on that tour. I think he's going to dominate it. But I think it's going to be a close second place for J Zach Gardner and maybe Lindsey Reed or someone else in that tour. But everyone's doing great. You have a lot of independence in that tour. Everyone could get their foot in the door. And it looked like a good first week. Yeah, two thing, two quick things on Wildside before I let Josh give his uh, input. One, the body was created by our good friend Jam Customs Official on Instagram. Congratulations to him, first of all, for designing a monster truck body and having it on a brand new truck, a brand new driver, Zach Garner, this season. And Wildside was able to pick up the Sunday afternoon racing victory against Get Her Done 2 in the finals. So Zach Garner walking out with one comp racing competition win and a 5-2 and two racing record. A really good record for a driver making his debut. Yeah, that is very true. I would uh, like to bounce on that, too, on that topic as well. Zach, very impressive in his first week and definitely opened a lot of eyes, in my opinion, especially in the Monster Jam scene. You know, he's known for his independent circuit. And obviously, you know, with a brand new piece like that, it's going to treat him well throughout the season, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's not easy to make your debut, especially on a Monster Jam tour, especially this Arena Championship Series. A lot of people kind of hate on it because it has so many independents, but these are some big independent names. The Miguezes, Brandon Tolechka making, I believe he's also making his Monster Jam debut here on this tour. Kurt Kramer, former, well. yeah, very impressive from him. Kurt Kramer, old driver of Hotsey, he's behind the wheel of Ramunition, and Mark Hall and Raminator took home two racing wins. We know Raminator and Mark Hall to be incredibly fast in racing, and he is not letting up. Definitely not. You know, Mark has, you know, been in the sport for I don't even know how long. You know, he's definitely a veteran. 
you know, he knows his way around monster truck and around each course that he competes on. He's definitely known for his racing abilities, you know, but he's definitely grown to be more of a freestyler as well in the arenas. You know, I've seen a couple of runs that he's done recently and it's been kind of impressive, honestly. So hopefully Mark has a good future in the next coming years for Monster Gym and Monster Trucks in general. Yeah, and I also uh, want to touch on uh, Lindsey Reed and Scooby-Doo, of course, coming off of a bunch of momentum. She was, I believe she competed in a couple international events here and there for Monster Jam uh, overseas, and she is, of course, the reigning World Finals freestyle champion. She is currently on the top of her tour by one point over Randy Brown and Gravedigger. Wayne, do you expect Lindsey Reed to keep up this momentum in Scooby-Doo? I think so. We saw her on the international tour, like you said. And she did great in the stadiums. It was good practice for her in the World Finals, and she got that championship. But she comes into the Arena Series, and it's very surprising that she is leading Randy Brown right now. But I think she's definitely competitive for that first place. And it's definitely going to be a competition between her and Randy, and all the independents are going to battle it out. But I definitely see Lindsey Reed as a big competitor coming into this season and for the future stop. So we're going to have to see how it goes the next stop. Yeah, and this tour will be heading to, if I can pull up monstergym.com really quickly, to the ticket page. This tour, I believe, is heading next to Hampton. Yes, this tour is heading to Hampton, Virginia, the Hampton Coliseum. Uh, Josh, is Brian going to be there? I have no idea. I think he's going to the Washington show instead. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if one of my friend, friends, Bryant, was going to be there. But let's move on to Triple Threat Series West. This weekend, they hit up Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, one of the most famous venues for Monster Jam, the classic five-show weekend for this tour. Still leading the way is Tristan England and Earthshaker over Brandon Vincent in Gravedigger. So a lead change up at the top. Uh, Tristan's leading by nine points. This tour was one of the most exciting of the weekend, and uh, points leader Tristan England walking away with the 13-6 and six record. But I want to talk about Elvis Lanez getting his first ever arena racing win in Tacoma on the last show. Talk about this tour, guys. One of, Triple Threat West is always exciting, and it's always exciting when they go to the Tacoma Dome, and this was no exception. Definitely not. Like you said, Elvis picking up his first racing win in the arena competition. Uh, behind the wheel of a monster gym truck, at least. Um, definitely impressive. You know, obviously, he has a bright future as well. You know, he's uh, in his second season behind the wheel of El Toro. You know, he's definitely got a lot of experience uh, to go. So hopefully that, you know, he's en route to a uh, series championship in the near future. Yeah, but, Elvis but there's is an up-and-coming driver. Sorry. Go ahead. Good. All right. Uh, I was going to say, Elvis is definitely an up-and-coming driver. We saw him driving last year a little bit. At World Finals, he did a solid job. But I think he's definitely going to have a liking to that truck and is definitely going to progress throughout this year. And I just expect to see some great shows from him in the future. And also, I got to say, Triple Threat West is one of my favorite arena tours. Tacoma is like a mini stadium uh, tour to me and one of the best stops in that arena because it gives them so much space to do stuff and what they want to do. And, you know... Sometime in the future, I know this probably won't happen, but I'd love to see a mini arena world finals or something in the Tacoma Dome, oops, or some other place like that. But that'd definitely be interesting. But I definitely see him as a great driver coming in the future. Agreed. Now, if there's one other person I'd like to bring up that definitely opened some eyes this weekend will definitely be Tony Oaks picking up an event mm-hmm. championship this weekend. Tony, yes, sir. you know, like I said last week, you know, definitely he's got a lot of room to improve on that tour. This is the tour of improvement, in my opinion. You know, finally, Tony gets to uh, have some light shed on him. You know, he's been in, you know, the dark, as you will, when uh, he was on tour with Colton and Tyler. This is finally breaking him out of his own shell, and he's definitely improved a lot. You know, he came out first in freestyle and won the whole dang thing, so... Uh, that was insane to watch. You know, he had a great run, great momentum, got a sick mini flip and a cool wheelie out of it. You know, I'm just excited to see what Tony can do. Tony's definitely one of my uh, favorite arena tour drivers and uh, drivers in general. So hopefully he has a World Finals uh, appearance in the future. 
Yeah, and I want to talk about Tony Oaks a little bit more because even though he got his first overall event championship in Tacoma, he has three freestyle victories, two donut victories, a two-wheel victory, and he is dominating ATVs with six ATV victories. The only two people beating him is El Toro Loco and Elvis Lanias and Brandon Vincent in Gravedigger. So just domination from Tony Oaks in the ATVs. But another driver that is also strong is Austin Minton and Megalodon with four speedster wins. So we're seeing a lot of these drivers really excel in certain portions of the competition here, especially on Triple Threat West. I'm going to let Wayne go for this one as well. Yeah, for sure. As you were talking about Tony Oaks before, he's such an improved driver. Like you said, he had so much competition back in like 2018 and 2019, and now it's his time to shine. But we have so many great drivers on this tour, and I really respect Tony because he really made my 2018 year by coming up in the stands. You know, that's one great thing about the arena competition. The drivers, it's a smaller venue instead of having this huge stadium. So they'll just come up in the stands, get some pictures, talk with the fans. And you get up and close and personal, and you get to talk to the drivers. And it definitely gives you a different perspective. But we're seeing all these independent drivers and stuff dominate. Like in stadiums, they had a great um, tour for the first stop. But here in the arenas, we're seeing some complete domination like Austin Minnan and Tanner Root. They're ones to watch in the ATVs and Speedsters. They're pretty good at it. Yeah, and Austin Minton currently sitting fourth in the point standings as well. So definitely some great driving from Austin Minton. He's definitely improved from last year in his first year of competition. Definitely. And Austin, you know, like I said, he's one or like I said, probably previously, he's definitely another one of those drivers that have a lot of improvement and improved a lot in the last few years. Um, I feel like triple threat for most of these independent drivers is the way to go, especially when they're young, because that will help build their craft behind the wheel. I feel like, you know, it'll give them a lot more experience than the stadiums would. You know, obviously, you would like to see a lot more independence in the stadiums or a lot of the younger drivers in the stadiums. Um but I feel like this is the perfect time for them to grow into the industry and uh, build from that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Triple Threat Series Central after talking about Triple Threat Series West. Central was in Charlotte, North Carolina for a perfect three-show weekend, and this is the first time that we got to see timed racing this season with the timed racing track in the Triple Threat Series. All the other racing competitions have been bracket style, and Triple Threat East also had some timed racing in Greensboro that we'll get to in a little bit. But right now, we're on to Triple Threat Series Central. Grabbing the points lead is still Justin Sipes in Megalodon, but right behind him is Colton Eichelberger in Max D with 191 points. And El Toro Loco and Mark Liss is the closest we've ever seen him to the top with 184 points, 17 points behind Justin Sipes in Megalodon, currently leading the way. Guys, this was the first weekend we saw Colton Eichelberger get wins in the ATVs. He swept the ATV racing competition with three wins, and I believe this was also... This was one of his better weekends in speedsters, grabbing another speedster win. Matt Cody taking the other two. Guys, is Colson Eichelberger kind of falling off here? Or is it early season jitters? We're not usually used to seeing him uh, with a, the least amount of wins that he usually has. He doesn't have a single freestyle win yet. Uh, I think it's just early season jitters, like you said. He's getting used to the seat again. You know, after you're out of the truck for a few months, you may not be the best at it when you first get in. So I'm I'm sure he's just getting used to driving again, and we'll we'll see him come back up in the weeks coming. But Justin Sipes, I didn't think he'd be doing this good, and he he switched back to arenas. They put him back on the triple threat, and he's he's having a good year so far. So I'm pretty surprised by that. But I think Colton and Justin are definitely going to be battling for it all year. Yeah, and Colton by no means is having a bad year. He has a lot of wins, a 5-2 racing record, sitting second in the points, 10 points behind. But it's just kind of, we're used, I think because we're used to seeing him against Tyler, that we're Mm -hmm. used to kind of seeing them two always winning. And now he's on a tour where other drivers are currently winning right now. So I think the split of Colton and Tyler is kind of reevaluating our views on each athlete. Definitely. I'm going to touch that up a little bit. You know, Colton... Obviously, the last couple of years has been touring with Tyler and, you know, obviously with them going head to head for the last three or so years, you know, definitely now that they're on separate tours has definitely, you know, probably dumbed down Colton a little bit because now he has to reevaluate each driver because he's used to see, you know, used to the way Tyler drives. Now he has to go 
and look at how Mark drives, how Justin drives, Kristen drives. You know, he has to, you know, really grasp how their driving styles have changed over the years. You know, Kristen definitely changed. You know, she did a back-to-back flip this past week. And that's one thing I was going to bring up. She Ooh. killed it this past weekend. And uh, Brittany Marcotte picking up her first win in uh, time racing. So, you know, this tour <clears throat> has a lot of diversity, you know, a lot of different wins. You know, each driver on this tour at least won one competition this year. So you can't really run away in points anymore. So, you know, it's really built up a lot of competition, I would say. Yeah, this tour is one of the strongest tours in terms of just overall talent. And, and I want to talk about uh, Kristen Anderson and Gravedigger once again. She currently has four wins in the donut competition, the most out of anybody on this tour. So she is dominating in the donut competition. She also holds a freestyle win. We're used to seeing Kristen up at the front, and she is no exception here on Triple Threat Series Central. Not that much else with this tour. Yeah, this tour, is, this tour is looking good, but I think this tour just needs a little bit more time to mature. Just kind of everything's all over the place. There's so many athletes with wins that I can't really right. pinpoint a headline here. Yeah, I can't. You know, right now it's so early in the season. You can't really, you know, predict on how the rest of the season is going to go because so many things on these tours can change in a matter of weeks. You know, from what we know, next week we can see Mark List at the top. Yeah, I'm trying to pick out a headline of this tour, and I really can't find anybody really dominating. Everybody kind of has everybody reeled in. Everybody's within a couple points of each other, and every the the spread of competition victories is throughout the eight person throughout the eight athlete lineup here. Every athlete, if I'm looking correctly, every athlete on this tour has a win mm-hmm. in at least one competition. So, I mean, I, nobody's really that makes, dominating yet. Nope. That makes it a competition every week, you know. You like to see it closer because that way all the drivers are going to be on their A game. They have to get the points they need. They have to get the wins, the top fives, if they want to stay up there in the standings. So, I mean, it's just going to be a better show for the fans if nobody's going to be split apart. You don't want to see a truck going 100 points ahead, although that is pretty awesome to see. That means you got a dominant driver. But having a really close points battle – I think from my perspective is really cool to see. You couldn't have said it any better before we continue. I actually want to touch up on that a little bit because, you know, he makes a very valid point. Now that the tours are very spread apart, drivers really now, now won't be able to get those a hundred point leads anymore. You know, like last year, I feel like that's what made monster jam the last couple of years, a kind of, I wouldn't say stale, but kind of repetitive, you know, cause we, we see Tristan run away in points and then he would win his tour like three stops before it ends, you know, or Tyler picking up it, uh, the tour, maybe like a week or the weekend of, you know, so really I'm happy that the tours are pretty much even now. Cause that's going to bring a lot of more stiffer competition towards the end of the season. Moving on to Triple Threat Series East, Tyler Menegat and Gravedigger leading the way. No surprise there, but I think a little bit of a surprise in second is Soldier Fortune and Caleb Blood, 17 points behind Tyler Menegat. 27 points behind Menegat is Blake Granger and Max D. Armando Castro, El Toro Loco sitting in fourth. In fifth is Joe Uri and Zombie. Sixth, Bernard Light, Alien Invasion. Seventh, Monster Mutt and Aaron Basil. Rounding out the field is Jack Brown in Megalodon. In eighth place, this tour was in Greensboro, North Carolina, and once again, we saw Tyler Meninga in Gravedigger be dominant like he always is, but right there in show number two, this was only a two-show weekend here in Greensboro, getting the overall event championship by having a higher freestyle score on the last show was Soldier Fortune and Caleb Blood. We saw Caleb be dominant last year, but she wasn't really in the hunt for the points championship i'd say caleb blood and even blake granger are in the hunt for the points championship this season easily um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first wayne go for it josh all right so like you said with kayla you know i feel like this year has real well i wouldn't say this year i feel like the last couple of months that she's been in soldier fortune i feel like has definitely brought out a new personality in her She's definitely a lot more comfortable in the truck, I feel. You know, when she was with El Toro, you could kind of see that she was kind of, I wouldn't say holding back in a sense, but you could tell that, you know, she really wasn't there behind the wheel yet. But I feel like once she got behind the wheel of Soldier Fortune, things just came together for her. She's been picking up wins left and right, not only in ATVs, but in freestyle, donuts, two wheels, everywhere. 
she's been spread across the board more in the last season and a half than she has been in the last three seasons, you know? So like I said, with time and getting, you know, comfortable with your equipment will definitely bring you out to be a better driver. No different than Blake. Yeah. And that's yeah, also, that's, 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 I want to go really quick here, Wayne, because that's, I just wanted to point out that that's also uh, comes with that veteran experience because Kayla Blood is in her fifth season of competition. She started in 2016 behind the wheel of El Toro Loco, competed in El Toro Loco all the way up until 2019 where she switched into Soldier Fortune on Triple Threat Series Central, and now she's back on Easton's Soldier Fortune. So I think with more experience, Kayla Blood is getting better and better, not just in the Monster Jam trucks, but the ATVs and Speedsters. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Kayla's showing them that the women drivers can really pull off some wins and stuff out here, and she's even ahead of her husband, Blake Granger, which I think is pretty funny. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a husband and wife competition out there, out on the track, but off the track, I'm sure they're lovey-dovey. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's a crazy competition out there. Tyler Meninga, Kayla Blood, Blake Granger, Armando, they're all great drivers. I mean, this tour is something I look forward to seeing if it ever comes to Florida and the next stop. I mean, it's just so many great competitors on this tour. And it's insane to see that Kayla Blood's really picking it up this year. You know, as you said, Josh, both Joshes, as time progresses, the drivers just keep progressing and their skills just keep going up. And I expect Kayla to be winning a championship out here sometime. Yeah, and on this and on this tour, all but three wins, one in timed racing, one in two-wheel skill, and one in donuts. The rest of the wins are split between Tyler, Blake, and Kayla. So these are those three are definitely the dominant athletes on this tour because I mean they have the majority of the wins. Tyler, of course, being the one with the most wins, he has a series points lead, but Kayla and Blake are so consistent up at the top that they have Tyler within striking distance. Definitely. And that's one of the things, like I said, you know, as the season progresses, things can change, you know, and, you know, next weekend, Tyler's truck can be flat out broke for two shows and only compete in like ATVs or speedsters. And then that way, Kayla or Blake can come back and lead. Armando can come back and get some points. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying with, all these tours now that they're so even you can't really get ahead in points and be comfortable if something were to go wrong. And it is monster jam. It is unexpected as the three U tagline says that anything can happen back in the pits. We saw it in Tampa. We'll talk about it when we get to stadium tour green, but mechanical gremlins can take over at any time. Definitely. You can, you can easily knock out half of the field between two wheel and donuts during intermission. If the truck's not, working right so it is very easy for a monster jam show to go awry and for trucks to lose out on a lot of points just because there there's a problem with them and you know josh that's why these drivers have incredible crew members and crew chiefs i mean Lindsay reed had a whole engine change at the world finals i believe and they got it done under an all-star challenge my bad excuse me and they got it done in like under an hour it was insane to see but, you know, as long as you got an incredible crew and a good crew chief behind you, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, and we got to give a huge shout-out to all the Monster Jam crews and everybody working on not just the trucks, but the speedsters and ATVs behind the scenes. They are the unsung heroes of Monster Jam, and they're the ones that keep it going. So a huge shout-out to any crew members that might be listening. We're going to go ahead and move on to Stadium Tour Red, the first stadium tour we're going to talk about here on the podcast They were in Anaheim, California at the Angel Stadium, the first of many shows in Anaheim this year. And what a show this was. It kicked off right after the Tampa show for Stadium Tour Green finished up. And I think upset is the correct word, but these two athletes are incredible. Jamie Garner and Overboard took the racing win over his teammate Colvinard in Black Pearl in the finals, and Jim Kohler, Mr. Excitement in the Avenger, taking home the skills challenge win, El Toro Loco and Becky McDonough taking home the freestyle win, and and with his first ever overall event championship, currently leading the points, Jim Kohler in Avenger. Back in 2015, he was 0-point Andy, and now he is 35-point Andy and leading the series. Guys, (laughs) what a night it was in Anaheim. Oh, man, it was a... Probably one of the best opening weekends for stadiums, in my opinion. That goes across for Tampa and Anaheim. 
Um, I'm not going to go too much in depth with Tampa right now because obviously that's what our next segment's for. But Anaheim was definitely an eye opener for a lot of people, especially in the independent scene. You know, Jamie picking up his first racing win in Monster Jam. I think that's his first win in general in stadiums, is it not? That uh, well, I believe yeah, I believe so. so. Could be one of them. So, you know, Jamie is on his A game, as you can tell. You know, he feels comfortable with his truck. If his equipment can hold up, hopefully for the next, you know, few weekends, we can see him at the top for the rest of the season, hopefully. You know, he has great equipment between him and Cole. It, it, this tour is no slouch. For sure. And it was independent domination for both of these tours. I mean, Anaheim, they had a great show. Not bad. And Jim Kohler. Got an overall. I was I was pumped to see that. You know, we don't see independents getting overalls too many times here. And you see, you got Jim Kohler, Todd Duke, and Lindsey Wink in your top three. And then you got Cole Bernard in fourth place. You got an independent, two independents in the top five. So the Indies are really showing their game this year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them and see what they could do in the competition. And just to follow up on Jamie Garner, uh, the only stat that I'm seeing on MonsterJam.com uh they specified first ever Monster Jam Racing Championship. I don't know if he has a skills or a freestyle win anywhere. I cannot find anything I'd online if it right is, now. It might be in arenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, not, I'm not too sure if he's won anything else aside from that. In yeah, stadium. I can't find close, anything but. online about it. So we're just gonna go with his first ever racing Monster Jam Racing Championship. And probably most likely his first ever stadium win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just gonna roll with that. And talking about the rest of the tour uh, going down, of course, Jim Kohler and Avenger. He also made it very deep in the racing competition. He made it to round number two, which for Jim, everybody knows Jim Kohler doesn't coin himself as a r- racer. We're not used to seeing him really make it past round one in the racing bracket, and he owns this. He knows that he's not a r- racer by trade. I believe the last time he did this well in racing was all the way back in World Finals 18 when he made it into the semifinals with his brand new truck. But yep. Skills Challenge is really where Avenger shines, getting the win. And of course, with an amazing freestyle, I believe he was runner-up in the freestyle competition to secure that overall event championship. I believe so, yeah. Uh, like you said, you know, Jim, not really known for his racing abilities, but he's definitely known to go wild and... Uh, any form of like two wheel or skills competition, you know, you could throw down a couple wheelies. You could definitely throw down donuts, but freestyle is definitely Jim's competition. For sure. And I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised Jim won with like wheelies and the skills challenge, but he put off some insane ones. Usually we'll see moonwalks and all of them dominate the wheelies, but the Anaheim fans wanted to see some different moves and scored a little differently. And I was, I was happy to see it because he pulled off a heck of a skills run. Definitely. And if there's one other thing I'd like to touch up on, a few things. Um, Becky picking up her another freestyle uh, <clears throat> freestyle win uh, in the first uh, show of the year. I, you know, Becky, you know, she's very consistent. She has been very consistent the last couple seasons. Uh, last year, definitely a breakout year for her. So I feel like 2020 was definitely no different. All right, that is it for Stadium Tour Red. An awesome weekend. This tour will be heading to San Antonio, Texas for two ma- massive Monster Jam shows down in Lone Star State and now moving on to Stadium Tour Green. We got a bit more to talk about on this one. Taking yep. the racing win was Morgan Kane and Gravedigger against Candace Jolly and Monster Mutt Dal- Dalmatian in the finals. Candace Jolly came in to cover for Cynthia Gautier. She was out doing some stuff out in Hollywood, California. We'll see what that is here in a couple weeks' time. But Candace Jolly taking over and making it all the way to the racing finals. An amazing job to her. Neil Elliott and Max D taking on the Skills Challenge win. And your freestyle and overall event winner was Matt Pagliarulo and Jester, the Florida boy on top in Florida. Independent domination, Josh. That's what I, I'm talking about. You cannot, and you, you could quote me on this because I'm pretty sure I called it last uh, episode, didn't I not, about how this is the year for the independents to shine. I believe you did. I hope oh, so. Man. And it's it's crazy because, like, it, it's not even, like, independents in general. It's the independents you just don't expect. It's the independents that have been in the game for a while. Of course, Jim Kohler has competed in every Monster Jam World Finals <laughs> ever. And Matt Pagliarulo started out in 2015 and immediately was a fan favorite and immediately was amazing on the track. 
And these two, these two teams, especially Matt Pagliarulo and Jester with his entire family, they break their own equipment and fix their own equipment so they are so they can compete not only next week, but in the show the day after, just maybe sometimes less than 12 hours later the next day, and they get their truck entirely fixed and ready to go for that show. It is insane what these independent teams do. Yeah, for sure. You know, Matt, you know, and Nick, you know, they're both really, really good drivers. You know, I'm happy from for Matt, uh, especially, you know, because like he's been in the game for a while longer than Nick, obviously. And, you know, to see him finally pick up an overall, not even an overall, just a freestyle win in general. And for me to witness it live, uh, definitely kind of a hit a hit, hit home, if you will. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of respect for them because, you know, Matt, he, he was just a super fan growing up, watching it back in the day. He wanted to make a truck. He's just a normal family guy, you know. You'd expect all these drivers to be, like, Hollywood stars or, like, some famous person or something, at least in my perspective. And he mm-hmm. comes out here. He's a family man. He comes out here. He throws down an awesome show. Him and Nick, they fix their equipment. They have their family with them all the time. And they just get it done. And I, I have the utmost respect for them. They're great guys. Definitely. And I'm pretty sure that goes around with the entire industry. You know, they have for so sure. much, you know, so, so much high highness to their, uh, to their name, in my opinion, you know, they break their equipment week in and week out and they show out each time they don't care, you know, and that's just the type of mentality I, you know, I like to see from the independents, you know, it's just, uh, it's a great thing to see. Yeah. And some sure. other but, points to hit on the oh, arts. Yeah. Finish. No, no, you're good. You're good. All right. Some other points to hit on Stadium Tour Green. Not only on the track with stuff happening, but a lot of stuff off the track with the Bro Camino reveal. Guys, what do you think of this beautiful truck? It kind of has some Gas Monkey Garage notes with a beautiful orange paint job. It's really cool. I uh, personally, I like it. You know, it it it's funny because you know originally a lot of people thought it was just going to be a diesel uh, truck, another diesel for. Uh, the team but i'm actually kind of glad it's not because you know that pretty much diverses you know both of them you know is unique as well yeah exactly you know it it's cool because you know he has his own name his own style and then you got you know uh heavy d with the bro dozer and the diesel so it's it's cool that you know they're both you know different in its own aspects but you know obviously they're teammates so it actually you know kind of incorporates it into one if you will Personally, I like the truck. My dad used to own uh, El Camino. He loved the thing, but we had to sell it uh, sometime because, you know, needed some money. But I love the truck design. I think it's a great design. He put a good amount of effort into it. I think it definitely represents him very well. And, Star yeah, Star Creations did a great job on his truck. And also, I know you're probably going to get this to this, but Exterminator. Uh, yeah, Exterminator, beautiful truck, in my opinion. It's a lot better than what I saw in the, uh, originally, in my opinion, through the renders, at least. But, you know, in person, it's it's definitely a beautiful machine. Now, do you want me to go into this topic at uh, least or start it, or do you want to start it? The Exterminator paint job or what happened during freestyle? During freestyle. Okay, I was gonna I was gonna move into this slightly uh, after we okay. talked about the paint job. I right, cool, first and guys. foremost want to thoughts and prayers, our condolences to Buddy Tompkins and his entire family dealing with. I believe it was three broken bro- bones in his back. Three vertebrae. Three yeah. vertebrae broken that in his back. Really yeah. We're not gonna get into how it happened because it is. It has created some uh, divide in the community, and we're only oh, here to unite the Monster Jam community and not, not divide anybody. So we're not going to touch on how it happened, but we're just going to touch on the fact that it uh, did happen. Buddy Tompkins will be out for the remainder of the season. R- Richie Yatsko is going to take over driving for the Exterminator next, the weekend after this weekend, St. Louis Exterminator will be driven by Rod Schmidt, who is also making his return to Monster Jam. I believe he drove one show last year in Austin, Texas, and that was pretty much it for Rod Schmidt the entire year. But he is back in action with the Exterminator. But like like you guys said, a very hard hit for uh, Buddy Tompkins. And he kind of just, what made me immediately assume that something was wrong was that when he landed, Um, he just stopped. Yeah, He didn't shut anything off. He didn't hit the brakes. He just stopped, let it hit the wall, and then got out. It was one of those moments where nobody knew exactly what happened. Yeah, you know, exactly. I looked to my left and everyone's confused as to like, yo, did the truck break this? Did the truck do that? You know, and nothing 
seemed out of the ordinary with the truck. You know, it was solely Buddy. But, it like, again, you know, monster trucks are so unpredictable. Things can happen. And, you know, obviously it led to his demise, sadly. But, um, yeah, you know, everyone thought he just knocked the win out of him. But as soon as I saw the truck, you know, pretty much roll towards the dumpster and come to a stop, I'm like, dude, I don't think I don't think it was just uh, the wind knocked out of him. You know, it was definitely a scary moment. Thankfully, they checked him out and he's OK. He's going to need a lot of time to recover. And uh, hopefully we can see him behind the wheel again. Pretty yeah. And cool. that's what you originally texted me because we were te- texting back and forth. Sorry, throughout the entire event because you were sitting just a couple seats away from me, but with the loud Monster Jam engines, we couldn't hear each other at all. And right. I texted you. Actually, I can pr- I can pull up the text right now. <laughs> I texted you, quote. <laughs> Let's get them texts up. Yeah, I'm taking it out. I texted you, quote. Where is it? Trying to find it. Can't find it. You know, at first I thought it was yeah, just like Yeah, thank you. Talk so and- I can try and find it. Yeah, in 2017, Matt was in Tampa, and he was freestyling, and he got some big air just like Buddy, and what happened, he had a landing just like him, and uh, something broke with his throttle, so that's what I thought happened with Buddy or something with his seatbelt, but obviously it was a totally different situation, and like Josh said, we give him our condolences to all of his family and stuff, but we'll definitely be seeing him in the future, he's a great guy. And I hope Definitely. to meet him. I didn't get to meet him this year once again. I'm so sad. He's a, he's a good dude. He's a really good dude, you know. And it, it it's one of those things where you don't expect, you know, those type of things to happen. But, like, you know, again, like I said, they're machines. They happen. Mistakes happen, you know. And, like, you know, I'm pretty sure – what did he say earlier? You said something about – okay, now I remember. So, throughout the entire event, like I said with, you know, the fact that they're, you know, machines, you know, they break, you know, at any given point. There was so much, you know, uh, traffic going in and out of the tunnel because, you know, there's so many problems between each truck on the field. There's been about maybe like eight different, you know, trucks going in and out of the tunnel at, at points throughout the show for different reasons. You know, Creighton, I think, locked up a planetary or something a couple times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what else happened? Uh, Neil blew a BKT. Going yeah, Neil, Neil broke his front axle completely. I think they had to replace it. I don't know. I don't know something he like that. Also, blew BKT just going off the road. Oh, oh, he popped the tire. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I must. Have, I was probably running around the stadium doing stuff. I, I don't remember that. Uh, uh, yeah, like just anything can happen at any given point with these things, you know. Uh, so with one thing, I will say, um, with Candace's freestyle run, the re- you know how she slowed down and stuff. Yeah. yeah. To be honest with you, I thought something happened with her. But when she started pulling in, she started signaling something, and uh, she said that her um, neck restraint broke. I knew so she something. Feel, was up so with she that. didn't feel comfortable to you know continue. And obviously, she made a really smart choice. Obviously, in the fans' eyes, they're like, "Oh, why, why this, why that?" But for yeah. driver safety, it's mm. good that she stopped because we don't want to risk another injury. Yeah, yeah and I want to also point this out machine. that she. Yeah, and I also want to point this out. She got out, and she was really mad. So she oh, could have kept. Was. She could have kept going if she wanted to, but she knew that if she kept going, she could have uh, injured Red herself, which is great. And bad. also, couldn't find where we talked about the Buddy Tompkins uh, issue. I think it might have. We might have been talking face to face, kind of like midway through freestyle or something. Probably. I don't know. We somewhere you said he got the wind knocked out of him, and then of course we found out the day after that it was unfortunately uh, the worst of what we would have thought. So again, thoughts and prayers out to Buddy Tompkins. Any last points uh, for Stadium Tour Dream before we head into some news topics? Um, I feel okay. So with this tour, I'm excited to see Cam make his debut behind Bro Camino in St. Louis. Definitely. Um, if that's pretty much the only thing I'm really gonna like touch on for this tour coming into this coming weekend is definitely getting to see Cam uh, wheel Bro Camino. Yeah, I have a few things to touch on. First of all, Don Creedon is in eighth place ahead of Ryan Anderson. Uh, <laughs> second off, Heavy D is in last place in fourteenth. Um, yeah, that's where the truck gremlins come in. Because yes, I think sir. the truck was overheating and racing, if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe Brodozer, Bro Camino, Son of a Digger, and Grave Digger were the only four trucks to not get a score that night. They ended yep, so before they're all the going 30 early. second clock. So they're all, yeah, they're all going first four in St. Louis. Oh man! So you're gonna get so St. Louis fans Saturday night. <laughs> oh, you better yeah. be prepared for some destruction because I know Ryan's gonna be very, oh, very yes. heated. Monster Jam <laughs> Live 2020. Ethan Jones, I know you're out there listening. You better be ready Saturday night. <laughs> yes, sir. I told him it's gonna be an insane. It's gonna show. be insane. I mean, and also, I will. Guys- 
And also, real quick, I want to touch on this too. Uh, the round one times from the racing bracket set the bracket for the St. Louis show. The first St. Louis oh. show on Saturday night, and the times from Saturday night set the Sunday set the Sunday afternoon bracket. So I believe fastest time was Morgan Kane and Gravedigger with a 19 flat. So I believe he's going to be uh, getting a buy into round number two. And I like how they're doing that now over random draw time. because now the fast the guys that are fast can get their buy like we usually see at Monster World Finals. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good implementation. Um, definitely one of those things where I feel like if a driver's consistent enough on the course, then obviously they're going to be more seated later in the bracket. You know, with the random drawing, I feel like it kind of led to a disadvantage to some drivers in a sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like I said, as the season goes on, tracks changes and stuff. So Morgan can be fast in Tampa, but Neil can be fast in St. Louis. So it really just depends on the course, in my opinion. All right, any last thoughts before we head into the news? I'm good here. I'm just looking forward to St. Louis, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of these trucks and drivers went out, and they didn't want to go out the way they did. Oh, I know Morgan didn't, for sure. For sure, Ryan, Morgan, a few other drivers broke early or crashed early. So St. Louis is going to get a heck of a show. All these drivers want to get back at it. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to their next stop. Yeah, and speaking of the next stop, like we said, Stadium Tour Green will be in St. Louis, Missouri at the Dome with the at the the Dome at America Center. That's a weird name. Uh, they'll be there Sunday night and sa- Sunday sorry Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Stadium Tour Red will be in San Antonio, Texas at the famous Alamo Dome. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Pfizer Forum. We'll see Triple Threat Series Central. Triple Threat Series East will be in Kansas City, Missouri. Triple Threat Series West will be in Sacramento, California. And Hampton, Virginia will see the Arena Championship Series. And in Louisville, Kentucky at the famous Freedom Hall, we will have a six-truck all-independent show with Lindsey oh. Reed Ooh. putting the El Toro Loco body on her pretty wicked chassis and Devin Jones putting the shark... Sorry, Ratu, putting the Shark Megalodon on his Barbarian chassis. This is going to be an interesting show. It's a really good lineup. Steven Thompson will be there in Hurricane Force. Zane Ratu and Stinger Unleashed. Brandon Duro, Bad News Travels Fast. A great lineup, only six trucks, and it's in the famous Freedom Hall, known for great Monster Jam shows. I love that. It's going to be a very interesting show for those fans. You know, um, it's the first time I've seen a tour without a grave digger in a while. So, the last one was 2017, and it was with Alex Blackwell and Megalodon, and it was Gary Porter's last season. In right, Carolina yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, yeah, I remember that now. Yes, that that was a real, honestly, I feel like that tour it was, was kind of cool. It was a good tour, because, you know, that was the season debut for Megalodon, and uh, Gary Porter's last season, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so, was. you know, hats off to Gary on his career, you know, um, He's been retired for quite some time, so he definitely went out with the bang on a good tour, in my opinion. But like you said, uh, Lindsay Ritzu putting on the El Toro Loco body on her uh, her chassis and Devin running Megalodon's definitely going to be a different identity for him. I think it's going to be pretty cool. You know, it's a kid's truck. You know, it's going to bring a lot of attention to him and his uh, barbarian name, if you will. So it's going to be cool to see him running that a little bit. Steven is definitely no slouch, so I can probably see him on top a couple times that weekend. Zane with the new chassis is going to be very cool. Uh, very interesting. So we're going to see a lot of moonwalks and poppers from him, I feel. All right, moving on to more news topics. Let's take a look first at the power, the power rankings for week two. Of course, every Wednesday, MonsterJam.com releasing their power rankings for the top 10 Monster Jam athletes at the end of the week, slightly based off of 2019 stats as well as the stats for the first couple of weekends here in Monster Jam 2020. On the top of the list, Matt Pagley, Rulo, and Jester, Neil Elliott and Max D in second, Jim Kohler, Avenger third, Tyler Meninga, Gravedigger fourth, Tom Mentz, Max D, Fire fifth, Tristan Good, Earthshaker in sixth, Todd LaDuke and Monster Energy in seventh, Brandon Vincent, Gravedigger eighth, Caleb Blood, Soldier Fortune in ninth, and rounding out your top ten is Charlie Pawkin in Gravedigger. Guys, these are some pretty good stats, and we're seeing a lot of surprises up at the top with Matt Pagley, Rulo, and Jim Kohler. When you can go first. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm really happy to see Matt Pagliaro on there. He's a great driver, a little underrated, and he, he had a great show at Tampa. Neil Elliott had a solid show at Tampa. gave it his all. He actually blew a uh, steering hose or something uh, in Tampa and freestyle, so he went early for the backflip and flipped over, or else he would 
probably be competing with Matt for that first place position. Then Jim Kohler put out an awesome show at Anaheim. And then all the other drivers, they're all very talented, and they all had great shows for the first stop. But I'm, I'm most excited to see Matt and Jim Kohler on there. We're, we're always going to see all of the other drivers. They're all going to be on there for a lot of these weeks. I mean, they're very talented. But like you said, mechanical gremlins can get them. But I'm mostly happy to see Matt and Jim Kohler on there. For sure. And, um, you know, with the power rankings being weekly, you know, Tom's tour doesn't start for like another two or three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So Tom, by the time his tour starts, is going to be either 10th or below. So we're not going to even see Tom on that list. Yeah, and, he's um, in the Bahamas chilling or something right now. <laughs> want his time off. You no, know, we know he's, you know, grinding it out at Monster Jam sure. University. Come on. Jeez. He's a professor, man. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, Tristan staying stagnant in sixth on the uh, power rankings. So, you know, obviously he's going to be consistent throughout the season. So he's going to either go up from there or he's going to stay in sixth, depending on how his weekends go. Um, Tyler, obviously, is going to continue to be a, a big threat on the power rankings. And, uh, you know, honestly, time will tell, really. And if it's anyone's game. You know, we could see Todd at the top by the end of San Antonio's weekend. We could see – you know, Kayla at the top on her tour, if Tyler were to go down. You know, it's just really one of those things where it's driver versus truck or truck versus driver. Yeah, the power rankings will keep being updated every Wednesday. You can look forward on the Monster Jam's social medias. Now to another news story, and I think we're going to get a lot of talk out of this one. The first two inductees to the Monster Jam Hall of Fame were introduced at the Tampa show during intermission. And I think these two are... No surprise for anybody. We saw Dennis Anderson, the icon, creator of Gravedigger, be inducted, announced being inducted first. And in second was Scott Douglas, the most famous announcer in the world and the voice of Monster Jam, inducted second. Guys, I don't think we could have had a better first two inductees into the Hall of Fame. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And- for sure, I... You know, it confirms our uh, little myth that commentators are going to be added also. Mm -hmm. Scott Douglas and Dennis Sanderson, two legends, man. Scott's been doing it for, like, what, 30 years? And Dennis has been doing it for 30 years or more. And, you know, Dennis is the creator of Freestyle, and Scott is the voice of Monster Jam, like you said. I grew up watching Scott and hearing him commentate on the TV. And he's been one of my favorites ever since. I always think of him as a legend and an idol for myself. And Dennis is just an incredible guy, great dad to Ryan, Adam, Kristen, Weston, all of them. So, you know, the two best people that could get inducted, I think Monster Jam did a great job choosing them. For sure. Um, I, you know, honestly, they couldn't have picked a better night to do it either. You know, it was definitely a shock to uh, most of us that uh, both of them got inducted on the same night. You know, obviously I was yeah. you know expecting Dennis to get inducted first because, you know, Dennis is Dennis, the creator of Gravedigger, the icon. So... You know, once he got inducted, I was like, you know, it's cool. I can't wait to see, you know, you know Scott get inducted next. And sure, Lord and behold, not even three minutes later, uh, Scott Jordan announced him. And I was like, whoa. It was insane. It was, it was, very it was literally the most mind-boggling thing because, you know, just to see the, you know, general, you know, awe in his face, you know, just the pure shock just like almost made me tear up. I started honestly. crying. like yeah. Literally, I almost broke. I didn't want to break, but I almost did because. You oh, know, you and me guys, shared. You and me shared a. <laughs> I'm about to burst into tears. Yes, glance. Yes, me, both Aww, of us literally. So I beautiful. turned around, looked at him, and we both made that look like, dude, this is hitting hard because, like, yeah. Scott's been the voice of Monster Jam for almost you know close to 35, 40 years, you know, and it's like, it's it's one of those things where like it it's it, he people build build themselves around him that want to be in the sport as an announcer. You know, I'm pretty sure you do, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, Josh. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other announcers like Ryan Lacoste does, Scott Jordan does. You know, he's he's the man that created what it is now. You know, without that, I don't think Monster Jam would really be anywhere in terms of uh, production, if you will. Yeah, I, I Scott Douglas is the reason I want to be a Monster Jam host. Uh, I really take a lot of influence from him. He's getting. He got into the sport in the early days and just wanted to be a part of what everybody was doing because he saw the innovation in it and he saw that it could go far and he rode with it as long as he could. And uh, everybody asked, where's Scott Douglas to all the new hosts? He is a, currently a Feld Entertainment casting and performing director and he helps train the new crop of Monster Jam hosts and not just for Monster Jam but also for Supercross and Disney on Ice. So he is 
completely involved with everything Monster Jam on the hosting side right now. He hires all the new hosts. If Matt Isbill could tell you he's the one that uh, is his boss and helps train him and make him a better host week in and week out. So it, these two people are legends in the sport and I don't if we honestly if we only had these two in the Hall of Fame I'd be perfectly fine. Be fine. Oh, I'd be I'd be satisfied because these two guys are the pioneers of the sport. Dennis is what made Monster Jam what it is now. Without Dennis, freestyle wouldn't be a thing. You know, half the stuff Monster Jam does now wouldn't be a thing. You know, I wouldn't even think Monster Trucks would really be relevant in my opinion without those two guys. So Facts. just just the fact that they got inducted together on the same night is just it just what makes Monster Jam and what what makes everything worthwhile in the end. And yeah. you know, uh, I think that was a good marketing strategy because they want to promote that uh, Hall of Fame, that yes, award sir. ceremony, that award yeah. ceremony. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for there. You know, having Dennis and Scott in it, you know, that's just going to promote all the fans to want to go and see who's going to be inducted. Next, I'll be there. Which I, I was planning. I, I was planning on being there be anyways. Too. For sure. Even if they weren't going to do it there, I was going to be there also. It was a great time last year. I just but, can't wait to see what the future holds for the Hall of Fame for those yeah. two guys. You know, so, with, so with that, these two inducted, who do you guys think is, I believe uh, they're going to try Probably. for four or five. Who do you guys think is the next uh, couple of drivers that are going to be inducted? Comments, Gary Porter, some other people. I, you know, honestly, this is going to be really far-fetched because, you know, obviously I don't know how – it would really work out. But if there's really one person I want to see in the Hall of Fame, if it's not this year or in the next few years, it will be definitely Tony Farrell. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a good pick. I totally agree with that. He's a legend to the sport. May he and rest he in peace. He's a great guy. Very, very great. You know, honestly, I haven't had the chance to meet him. But I have seen him drive once, I believe. It was Miami 04, I think. Wow. So, it what I... It would be nice to have him have a spot in the Hall of Fame eventually. Yeah, for sure has a spot in our hearts. For sure, for sure. You know, it'd be nice to do a little bit like what they did at the Monster Truck Museum. Uh, I forgot where it is, but have a little bit of a memorial for all the drivers who have passed, like Tony Farrell and all of the other drivers in Monster Jam. I think that'd be... Definitely. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like you know, if there's one thing that would be cool, uh, I don't like. I think I said that last weekend would be the. And our last news story here before we head out here on the Monster Jam download is that Monster Jam in St. Jude. What's up, Monster Jam family? Oh my God, the video just blasted in my ears on the website. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Continuing now, Felt Entertainment and St. Jude are continuing their partnership uh, and expanding it even further with Monster Jam now being involved in the This Shirt Saves Lives campaign. Beginning this Friday, January 17th, you can donate at least, you can pledge to donate at least $20 or more uh, each month to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and receive a This Shirt Saves Lives t-shirt. You may have seen it around. It is usually gray or black with white text on it that says This Shirt Saves Lives with the St. Jude logo. And on the back, it will also have the Monster Jam logo. So you can let everybody know that you donated and supported through Monster Jam. You can also head to monsterjam.com slash St. Jude for more information. And to donate, beginning January 17th, remember, because that is when you are eligible for the This Shirt Saves Lives campaign. You can text Monster Jam to the number 785-833 or visit stjude.org slash Monster Jam or each tour will have its own keyword that you can text to the number to donate through each of the athlete ambassadors on each tour. Guys, I think this is absolutely amazing. We've seen Monster Jam do work with Make-A-Wish before at Monster Jam World Finals, but now they're working with St. Jude to make sure that no child dies from cancer. This is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a very, very good uh, thing, not even just from Monster Jam or St. Jude's, but, like, it's good because, you know, this can pretty much go towards the cure for cancer, in my opinion. You know, all the donations would be good for a cause in the future, not even for the future, just now. You know, it could save however many kids' lives with just $20, mm-hmm. you know. It, for sure. To me, to me, this is probably the biggest, uh, you know, sponsorship in Monster Jam that at least matters, in my opinion. No, I don't think anybody really cares for, you know, great clips. You know, obviously, it's a sponsor. It's a truck. But, like, I'd rather have a St. Jude sponsorship more than anything. 
Yeah, and St. Jude is absolutely amazing. If you guys don't know about St. Jude, it is instrumental in finding cures, not only for childhood cancers, but all cancers. And if a child is sent to St. Jude, the family doesn't pay a dime for anything at St. Jude. St. Jude covers the cost of everything. And they also let these children that are dealing with these cancers just be children, because that is ultimately what they want. They just want to be a child, and St. Jude allows them to do that. And just some figures, it takes $2.8 million to run St. Jude for just one day. So any amount of money ultimately helps St. Jude be able to run the hospital. And it is just amazing what what St. Jude does. And now Monster Jam is joining the fight. I can't wait to donate to the cause. Honestly, I'm just... I'll be donating this. I'll be donating this weekend. Hopefully, I'll be able to get... uh, some of the donations uh, in line. I want to donate over a hundred soon. I yeah. hope probably more. We'll see how you know things you go. Know, it just gives me the chills of thinking about it. You know, Fell the Monster Jam is so nice to do this. I mean, this is what we like to see. You know, it's all about the motorsports and the big trucks, the big air backflips. But you know, but what, what it all comes do down to is the kids. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's a family sport, family mm-hmm. company. And what they're doing is so nice. It just gives me the chills thinking about it because all of these kids, they just want to be kids. They didn't ask for what they have. And this hospital and this place is what gives them the chance to be kids and, you know, live life like they want to and they were intended to do. So by donating just $20 or more, it, it really helps them. And I'll for sure be doing it. To me, this is a blessing. To be honest, I'm uh, just gonna you know wrap up my talk real quick because this is gonna be the last thing I say. But this is a blessing to me that they are doing this mainly because you know, for for what I you know how I want to be, you know, included in Monster Jam in the future. I want to work with you know, you know St. Jude's or any kind of you know organization to help the cause. You know, that's just the type of thing that I like doing. You know, giving back to the community. You know. You know, what these kids deal with on a day-to-day basis is nothing, you know, what adults, you know, think they deal with. You know, they go through a lot more than we do, than what everyone else does. You know, the fact that Monster Jam's, you know, taking the time to, you know, go out and reach out to these kids, you know, have all these different drivers, you know, go over, you know, just to make their kids day means a lot. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, I'm... I am a type type 1 diabetic, was diagnosed a few years ago. Whenever I think I'm having a bad day with whatever I'm dealing with, I think of these kids at St. Jude, and I immediately am just like, what am I thinking? These kids are dealing with so much more than I am, and they always have a smile on their face, and it is so inspiring to see. Definitely, and, you know, it's it's cool because, you know, in the end, it all comes back to one thing, and that's Monster Jam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no matter what, you can be in the mood. You know, I know I have my moments where I could be in the mood, but, you know, if there's one thing that brings me back to reality, it's Monster Jam. Everyone does. It's, yep. it's incredible what one motorsport and one big company can do. Yep. It, one, one, uh, one, yeah, one family. Just, oh, man. That, that's what Monster Jam is to all of us, you know. I just can't wait to see what the future can do, man. I just yeah, and, they, and they're continuing their uh, work with Operation Homefront as well. To help mm-hmm. families of uh, active military and veterans just have a Monster Jam experience. And I, I think Feld Entertainment and Monster Jam are amazing for doing all that they do. Not for other, just for other less fortunate people and people that give uh, sacrifices day in and day out. And Monster Jam has always been great with this. We've always seen Monster Jam be so amazing with fu- fundraising efforts like this. And now... With St. Jude, we're helping kids fight cancer, which I think is completely badass, and it's amazing that everybody that donates is helping St. Jude out, no matter if it's $1, $100, $1,000. You are helping St. Jude in any way possible. Spread the word. Yes. Yeah, I want to challenge for everybody listening to this podcast. Donate at least $20 to St. Jude. Pledge to donate at least $20 a month. Take a picture of yourself wearing the This Shirt Saves Lives shirt whenever you get it and post it with hashtag Monster Jam Download. I want to see the hashtag only filled with St. Jude shirts because then I know that you donated and you helped kids fight cancer, which is ultimately is it's the most amazing thing that you can do because 
nobody deserves to have cancer, but especially the children of our future. And St. Jude is not going to stop. They're not going to rest one day until that no child dies from cancer. So it is utterly amazing what St. Jude does, and it's amazing what Monster Jam does. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Guys, any final thoughts? Who knows? One of those kids could be a future Monster Jam athlete, man. Exactly. For sure. That's all I have to say. Just spread the word. I love you all. Have a great night. Thank you for having me on. Josh, you can wrap it up. I I want to say thanks for everyone for uh, listening and stuff. Josh has started this awesome podcast last week, and it's one of the best things to be on, and I'm very thankful for it. And, you know, I love the things that Monster Jam's doing, and also Operation Homefront, the military th- uh, fundraiser, or what is it where they – they redecorate a veteran or active military child's room into completely Monster Jam themed. I mean, I mean, I love that thing so much. My uh, cousin Ryan has been in the Marines for like eight plus years. He's a sergeant now. And cool. uh, I just have the most respect for the military. My family's a military background. Yep. So I, I thank Monster Jam for doing all this stuff. It's amazing. And thank you for having me, Josh, today. Uh, Pizza Nation out. Yeah, that is definitely going to do it here for the Monster Jam download. Thank you for listening to episode number two. We'll be back next week with episode number three of the Monster Jam download, talking about all the action that happens this week in Monster Jam. For Josh Tavares, Wayne Siaki, I am Joshua Lee, and we thank you for listening. And this is Monster Jam. <laughs>